Crashing the Boards, the Northwestern Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm Amit Malik. We're doing a late night shift here. Very graciously joined by Austin Miller and Ari Levin. Austin, many of you are familiar with Ari. I'm sure some of you are becoming familiar. Has called a few games for us on the radio. Thanks for coming on, guys. How are you guys doing late on this Tuesday night? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. man, I'm tired, man. I'm not going to lie to you. But, man, you got to put in a shift, you know? Yeah. It's all for the podcast. You just put it in, you know, pluck up for an hour, get the pod done, and, and have a great one. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. It's always we're, what you're we're, we're here to to give you guys the content that you want about Northwestern women's basketball. Um, it's been a tough stretch for this team. There's no way around that. Uh, it's been tough sledding recently, and it's part of the due to the circumstances, played some tough opponents. We have three games to recap tonight, so we're going to try to get through those as quickly as possible. Uh, Indiana away, that was on Super Bowl Sunday, last Thursday, um, in Ann Arbor against number 21 Michigan, and then this Sunday at home against Iowa. Guys, let's start with that Indiana game, the best of the bunch. Northwestern took a talented Hoosiers team to overtime, uh, really a monster performance from Lindsey Pulliam, uh, but couldn't get it done in the final period. Yeah, this was a lot of positive signs in this game for Northwestern. They were down 12 at the end of the first quarter, and it kind of felt like this game might slip away. And it seemed like it did, because they were down by 16 points at one point in the fourth quarter against an Indiana team that has had their fair share of struggles this year. Northwestern stormed all the way back from that, a massive three-pointer from Bertie Galernick to tie this game at 69. Then Tyra Buss, Indiana's best player, maybe they're probably their best player in program history, turned it over. Northwestern had a chance to win this game in regulation. Palos Kanayakpana got a look at it, kind of shuffled their feet, got called for the travel, and the Cats weren't quite able to pull it out in overtime. But admit, there's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Bertie Galernick is somebody who has really improved this year. I think that was on display because Jordan Hamilton dealt with a lot of foul trouble in Bloomington on this afternoon. And Lindsey Pulliam, named Big Ten Freshman of the Week for her exploits in this game. 33 points, a career high. She has shown that when she gets hot, she can really fill it up. Yeah, Lindsey Pulliam, hard to believe she's still just a freshman. 33 points, kind of dominated, especially down the stretch when it looked like they were going to I almost tuned out. It looked like it was going to end up in the fourth quarter. They were down, what was it, 16? Yeah, and then they I, was, I was close to tuning back. out, too. It was like, all right, all right we'll just, we'll just see yeah. what happens. And then you look back, it's like, oh, this game's close again. Credit to them for doing that. Yeah, it was, it was really good for her. And, you know, sometimes you need someone that can just get you a bucket down the stretch. And Lindsey Pulliam certainly turning into one of those options. Uh, the rest of the night for Northwestern, you know, solid, quiet. I think they really rode Pulliam as they should have. And Bertie Glarnick in double digits, you talked about her, Austin, for a bit. Kind of just big picture on this win. It's definitely frustrating to get to overtime and lose. And I know Indiana has definitely had uh, a rough season. But this yeah, is that's a still solid, a really talented team. It's still a really good team. You know, before the season, you and I thought, you know, this team had NCAA tournament aspirations. Did not work out that way. Um, they'll be frustrated by this one and, you know, Obviously, mentally, it's tough when you keep going through these stretches and you bring it one day and you can't you can't get through. Yeah, I think the toughest thing about this performance for me from Northwestern, obviously, like I said, you love the way that they came back, but they turned it over 19 times. That number is just a bit higher than it should be if you're going to consistently be in games in the Big Ten. And I didn't think they did a particularly good job of containing Tyra Buss, Indiana's best player. Um, she scored 31 points. It took her 24 shots to get there, but she was 8 of 8 from the line. 
She's such a good free throw shooter, and part of this is just the way that Tyra Buss plays. She knows how to get. She to initiates the line. contact, and she's not afraid to uh, embellish contact, shall we say? But I think Northwestern bit into that just a little bit too much. Jordan Hamilton committed five uh, five fouls in this game, fouled out. That was a big loss. They really need her to be on the floor. She's that type of floor general. It got tough without her at points in this game. So just something you know to kind of take away from this from Northwestern. All right, when we play those talented perimeter scorers, you got to keep them off the free throw line because just about all of them in the Big Ten will will make hay from the line if you give them the chance to. And that's kind of been a theme for Northwestern recently. They've struggled against these scoring guards, Tyra Buss, Caitlin Flaherty twice, and <coughs> a little bit against Iowa. So see if they can step up. To be fair, these are really good perimeter players that a lot of teams in the Big yeah, Ten struggle I mean, out, outside yeah. of Kelsey Mitchell, I think Buss and Flaherty are really your – elite scoring guards. Sure. Uh, I think they're the best you're going to see. Let's move on to that Michigan game. This was another weird one. Uh, on the road, number 21 Michigan, uh, a very good offensive team. They're just so talented. Uh, Hallie Thome had her way, ended up with 26. But before we talk about Caden Flaherty, let's just get you in this game. Northwestern in the third corner, kind of in that zone. Ari, you mentioned to me uh, uh, before we came in here. It always feels like Northwestern is – at 9 or 10 points back, just ready yeah. to lurk, but not quite there. They cut this game to 8 after being down by maybe 16, 18 in the second half. And then Hallie Thome, a center, you know, the post player for Michigan, never taken a 3 in her... Never made a 3. Never She'd made a 3. Had taken, not taken one this year. Had not taken one this year. Taken 2 in her career. Wide open, end of the shot clock, drains a 3. 8-point game, and from there... Michigan, you know, I think survived the the scare factor that Northwestern was putting in this game. Extremely frustrating. And then we can mention Caitlin Flaherty. Yeah, before I get to Flaherty, you talk about those kind of moments in game of inches. Northwestern yeah. down eight. Vertical Lennon got a great look from behind the arc. Oh, she right. I, I didn't even it's mention a, it's that. A, it's a great look. She took the shot that she needed to take. She just didn't hit it. And then down the other way. You played they played to the scouting report. You don't need to guard Hallie Thome from out there. The shot clock's running down. You're gonna give her that shot. You know, every day of the week and twice on a Thursday night. And they did. And she got it to go. And that extended the lead to 11. And that was kind of it. Um, Caitlin Flaherty for Northwestern. I mean, you and I were in Ann Arbor for this game. Just... And the way that it started, Flaherty missed her first four threes. Northwestern played fairly good defense. And I think you and I kind of said to each other during one of the breaks, all right, Flaherty might not be on tonight. That's a good sign for Northwestern. That's what they needed. Uh, from there, she was pretty on. She finished with nine threes and 36 points. Some of those were open threes. Some of them were contested threes. Ari, this was Northwestern, again, struggling with a really talented perimeter player. I don't think there's any shame in that, but you've said it. That's something that they have had issues with at points this year. It was kind of similar in the earlier Michigan game. They kind of contained early. It was Howie Film that dominated sure. the first half, and then Flaherty got hot, and from there it was pretty much over. Jordan Hamilton, I thought, had a really <coughs> nice she bounce had a, back she had game. A great game. 21 points on 12 shots. Did well to stay out of foul trouble. Palos Kanai Akpana was in foul trouble for a lot of this game. Look, it's tough. Hallie Thome is a terrific player. I think she's, for my money, she's the second best low post scorer in this conference outside of Megan Gustafson. She initiates contact really well. She goes right into you. She'll bang on the block, and somehow the foul always seems to end up on you. And that hurt Palace early on in this game. She was off the court for most of the first half because of foul trouble. It's been a consistent thing with her. And it's tough against some of these post players. That's just something that... <laughs> Sometimes you got to concede the two points for the sake of the team. They need Palace out on the court. They need her athleticism. They need her rebounding. And it just unfortunately wasn't there in this game because of that foul trouble. Yeah, and one thing before the game that we really focused on is that Michigan's Achilles heel was their turnovers. 
and Northwestern did not uh, speed them up, make enough chaos to, to really get where they wanted to be. Michigan only turned it over 10 times, which for them is really low because they turned it over 17, 18 times a game. Northwestern 15, that's probably right around their season average. I mean, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but, they, they held yeah, on to the ball fine. They held on the ball fine, but you, you just wish that they could have forced Michigan. I don't think uh, – I think maybe defensively – obviously Flaherty was unconscious, so, like, that's that's really tough to stop. But I thought, you know, before she, she was getting really hot, they could have done a better job of hedging on screens, making her drive. And, you know, the way it started, Austin, is she went – she got two layups, and she's like, oh, yeah, I saw the that, ball go in. Yeah. And the thing that's tough with Flaherty is – her range is a lot. She, I think she, her and Kelsey Mitchell are the two players in the Big Ten that can consistently go deep behind the yeah, three-point line. off the dribble and, as well. And, yeah, and her off-the-dribble score. Again, her and Kelsey Mitchell are the only two players in this conference that can hurt you with that. Uh, just something to keep an eye on. Also, Deja Church went 0 of 7 in this game for Michigan, which I just discovered. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jillian Dunstan as well. Uh, yeah, this Michigan team is, is they're well yeah. built. They're not very deep, but they've yeah. avoided injuries for just about all of this year. They're they're well composed. Yeah. They're they're a good team, and they showed it. Yeah, I think the twenty the twenty one point score line little bit unfair to Northwestern. Sure. Michigan deserved winners in the end, but you know if you're thinking about this game, remember where Northwestern was yeah, in that field away at the end of this one. With yeah, a couple of late buckets. Let's but. move on to Iowa. Ari, I know you were you were there for this game. Uh, Going to rely on you here, Northwestern. You know, went up against Megan Gustafson, the player of the year. She had her crack at the Wildcats and did what she's been doing all season long, 25 and 16. Well, you want to talk about foul trouble. Jordan Hamilton and Palos Kunayakpana picked up their third and fourth fouls early in the third quarter. So that really crippled Northwestern down the stretch where they made a run. They outscored Iowa in both the third and fourth quarters. And they really did what they needed to do against Gustafson. They denied her the ball in the paint. Uh, Palace Kunayakpana had eight steals. Northwestern had 12 as a team. Turned Iowa over 20 times. But you know, she's going to go 10 of 12 from the field. That's just kind of what she does. That's such a – it's so wild. Like like you said, I didn't think Northwestern played particularly bad defense on Megan Gustus in this game. They denied her the ball really well. I thought they fronted her well at points. They sent the double team at good moments. And she still managed to finish with 25 and 16. Those four offensive rebounds – Seemingly every one of those was killer. I she's think a, they were all put back. Yeah, she's a fantastic offensive rebounder. She gets herself in a really good position. Uh, she's a really, really good player. And it's tough because you run up against those a lot in this conference. But like you said, Ari, I didn't think Northwestern did a terrible job defensively against her. She's just really effective. And there's a reason why she's going to get my Big Ten Player of the Year vote. And it's this. It's that you can play picture-perfect defense against her. She'll still go 10 of 12 from the field and hit you for 25 and 16 in a win. Yeah, just really impressive by her. And it wasn't, like you guys said, it wasn't even her best day out there. Northwestern, I mean, I guess it's good that they held Iowa to 2 of 8 from the three-point line. But yeah, I, but think Iowa end, wasn't, I think Iowa wasn't here to shoot No, threes. and Northwestern only hit one themselves. They were yeah. 1 of 11 from behind the arc. We've said it before on this podcast, three-point shooting is not this team's strong suit. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, but it's tough to win games against teams that have the most talented player on the court when you only hit one three. It's just tough. Um, Palace, like you said, Ari, that stat line, that's incredible. 17, 10, 8, and 3 assists for good measure. That's absurd. It's you absurd. Look, you look at Abby Shy. She goes down as 0 of 6 for 3. But I think at least three of them yeah. were inside the rim and bounced yeah, out. That's and really then a nine-point game, like that, that's the difference. You're right. And this this was the type of game that it felt like Northwestern had a lot of looks down 8 to 11. 
and it just we, we didn't need to go. make your run. Yeah, and North and it's not that they played bad offense. They got good shots, and like like you pointed out really well there, Ari, just didn't get the roll sometimes. It's just like ah, you know, there were those types of moments in this game that I think were kind of the most frustrating for Northwestern. Um, but you know, look, that's a solid <coughs> Iowa team. That's probably an NCAA tournament team. And they hung with them for most yeah. of this game, and that's a positive sign. Iowa definitely started out slow in conference. I think they were, you know, below five hundred a little bit early <clears throat> early in the season. But now they're eight and five, twenty and six. You know, I think they might be a seven seed or so in the NCAA tournament. And they've got looking, the Big Ten Player of the Year. And looking and looking to, I think for them, they probably want to make the Sweet Sixteen. That'd be that'd be a good year for them. Yeah, so it'd be tough for them to win too. It's hard because I just don't know that there's enough around Gustafson for that. <clears throat> team. You you probably get a like, tough two seed matchup. Doyle and, and Meyer are scrappers who can shoot. Like Doyle is Aaron Kraft, but an Iowa women's basketball player's body. <laughs> Civilian can shoot. Civilian she didn't get the looks shoot. in this game. But. Coley is fairly athletic. Stewart is a decent post player. Coley had I think twenty five points in that last game. Yeah, there's there's players here for Iowa, but I just don't know that there's enough that. Like you said, They're, they really, they really miss Disterhoff. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely yeah. miss Allie Disterhoff. And, and Davis. And, and yeah, yeah, Davis is getting injured. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. Been a big blow. Um, it's just, I don't know that Megan Gustafson can carry this team to that level. Like, she can probably get, you know, 30 and 17 in a second round NCAA tournament game, but where are you going to get your other 45 that you need to win that game from? Yeah, going to be tough. Let's move on for Northwestern. They've got two games coming up this week. Uh, recording is Tuesday night, so on Wednesday, today, uh, hopefully you're listening as before, uh, they'll be playing Penn State on the road, uh, 6 p.m. Central Time, in Penn State, and then uh, Sunday back home to face Illinois for the second time this season. These are two very, very winnable games for Northwestern. Sure. Two teams right around their wheelhouse, especially Illinois. You know, I think the expectation is going to be a must-win game for the Wildcats. Both sides will be up for that one. But here's the problem with Penn State, guys. No secret around this one. Joe McEwen has never beaten the Nittany Lions in his career. You know what they say, man? Is this the He's year? Due. He's done. Our 11 knows. Our 11 knows. Uh, this is not a very good Penn State team. They're 14 <laughs> and 12, 5 and 8 in conference. Uh, Tania Page is a really good perimeter scorer. Northwestern has struggled with those at points. That's who they're going to need to key in on. Amari Carter is like adequate as a second player. Jada Travasio Green. In an ideal world, is the stretch four that women's basketball needs. Uh, but in this world, she only shoots 33% from behind the arc. So, like, if she gets hot, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But she's probably not going to get hot. Um, they beat – they had a, a decent win against Rutgers at the Bryce Jordan Center about a month ago. That was a big result for them. But other than that, there's nothing that really stands out on what they've done in conference play. They beat Indiana by three back when Indiana was bad. They went to Wisconsin and won. They beat Illinois. And they beat a damaged Michigan State team. Like, this is a very beatable Penn State team. They're, they're solid, but they're not. Solid yeah. is, I think, stretching. Sorry, them. they're not solid, but they're like a, you know, they're, they're a bottom-tier Big Ten team yeah. that's going to play hard every night. And Ooh, they gave up 101 to points to Minnesota. I didn't think yeah, they wanted to be Yeah, that's fair, but they, they lost by four to Maryland. Sure. Yeah, outside the Minnesota performance is probably more of an outlier. But they, they lost by four to Iowa. Really didn't want to. Yeah, then they out. played Minnesota again and lost one hundred one to sixty eight. Yeah, I mean this is what it is. They're they're a team at the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, gonna go to my NCAA stat summaries as I love to do on this podcast. Penn State really bad at rebounding. The worst in the conference in their you know rebounding like margin. Palskanayak Pana gonna have herself a game. Uh, get herself up. Uh, really interesting. They are a really good free throw shooting team. 
Uh, number one in the conference hey. in free throw attempts. Number one in free throws made. You know how you avoid that? Don't foul. Yeah, well. Can't hurt you from the free throw line. Easy, you don't foul easier said than done. Uh, they're, 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 they don't turn the ball over that much, which is, which is good for their third in the Whatever. Big Ten and not turning the ball over. I don't know how much that factors into it. Uh, you know, they're pretty... Can we talk about how terrible of an arena the Bryce Jordan Center is for a moment? Uh, it's not great. Stinks. It's not great. Place stinks. It's concrete. Like, yeah. Ste- is it steep? It's not necessarily... It, like, Penn State does not need an arena that seats 17,000. Well, I mean, like, for graduation. Yeah. But, like, come on. Penn State, you don't need an arena that seats 17,000 people. There's literally zero character to that place. You want a hot take, Amit? You want a hot take, Ari? Bryce Jones Center is the worst arena in the Big Ten. I don't think wow. it's that close. Wow. Wow. The rack at least keeps you safe in a nuclear holocaust. The barn? Oh, the barn's great. The barn's got character. A character. Yeah, the barn's fun. The yeah, barn okay. has something. Elevated floor. Name one thing the Bryce Jordan Center has. I don't know. It doesn't have anything. Yeah, well, it sucks. Well, it's a bad place to see a basketball game. Get that fixed, Penn State. Get that fixed. All right, any thoughts on the Nittany Lions? I think it's a winnable game. We'll see if how they come out. Well, they can get yeah. Pulliam hot. Let's talk about how does Northwestern win this game on the road, other than the fact that you know Joe McEwitt has struggled against them. You know this is you gotta a, flush that. You gotta flush. This that. is a year matter. where they new could, team, new team. is they could do it. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the rebounding. Yeah, Alice Kanayakana is a huge key for Northwestern this game. Penn State has not a single player that, that can, can guard her. There's not very many players in the Big Ten that can match up with her. Penn State certainly does not have anybody. So Palace needs to absolutely eat glass in this game. You know, 17 rebounds, 15 Crash points. the boards. That tight. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you got to shut down Tania Page. Tania Page is kind of a volume scorer. You know, only 40% from the field. Really good free throw shooter, so you got to stay in front of her. You don't want to commit silly fouls to give her free points. But if you can shut down tonight, Paige, there's not a whole lot else on this team that can beat you. I think Northwestern can key, kind of key in their defense on her. And then offensively, you know, Pulliam and Hamilton have, have not necessarily been incredibly consistent offensively, but they've been effective certainly at points. And Abby Scheid's a player that I think would be huge to see have her step up in this game for Northwestern and be effective. I think this is a very winnable game, and I think Northwestern's going to get it done. I don't buy Penn State. I also don't buy the Bryce Jordan Center. Yeah, with you there. Couldn't set it better. Ari, your prediction for this one? I think it'll be close. Tanaya Page is kind of similar to maybe not the same level as a Tyree Buzz or Kate and Flaherty, but the kind of player Northwestern has struggled. She has nights defense. that she can be. She's kind of like a Carly Wagner. Yeah, yeah, but then she has nights where she can't be, you know? Yeah. Like, on a good yeah. night, yeah, Tanaya Page McCutcheon. is a scary player. But then on a bat, Taryn McCutcheon, admit, I know it's 11 <laughs> o'clock on a Tuesday. But Taryn McCutcheon is not a good player in this conference. Like, compared to Nia Page and Taryn McCutcheon is a terrible take. Look, Taryn McCutcheon dropped twenty five on Maryland. Yeah, but like, I have to say, no, that's a terrible opinion. But she's fine. Taryn, Taryn McCutcheon does not hold a candle to any of these good players. All right, they're they're a little better. All right, have a have any opinion, and I promise you, it'll be better than what Amit just said. If they can dominate the glass, <laughs> I think it's a winnable game. Great. Great. Yeah. Much better opinion than comparing Tania Page and Taryn McCutcheon. She's I'm going to hold the, you to that. She's not the worst. No, but, like, she's not actively good. 
I mean, she's not actively bad, but like Taryn McCutcheon is not going to sniff an All Big Ten team. Tonight Page is probably an All Big Ten first team candidate. First team, she might. I think she's right on that line. I think she's in that group from like eight to thirteen that could sneak one of the last couple of spots. Absolutely. I think she's second team, pretty solid. Great. Well, we both she's have ballots, hard, right? So guess what? We can put her. Uh, How do you give her a spot with Mitchell, Mitchell, and Flaherty? Well, there's ten spots first of all. And oh, there's ten team? spots just for the first team. It's almost like you have a Big Ten vote, and you should know this. That's uh, my first year. There's ten spots, and it's not. By okay, position. she could get it. Yeah, she's close. Wait, there's ten spots on the first team. There is, and there's that's ten not on a the first team. Center. That's two teams. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just Chris go. Masters. If you're listening, change your format. Oh, wow, admit you've had like three minutes of this podcast. They have not been your best in podcasting history. No, they've been good podcasting. It's just been bad knowledge by sure, me about sure, the right. sport. That's good. That's fair. They've been made for good content. Yeah. They've just not made. It's for just good a proof gear. that your host of crashing the boards. Needs to study up. Look, you're, you're new to this whole having a Big Ten vote thing. I, I didn't expect that. it. No, you but got ten. Here I am with the podcast. Position. I, she's not one of the best five players in the conference. But no, she's I thought I was under the I was under the assumption it was sure. it was five. She could definitely get. Uh, you know, she's right around that line. She's like the fourth. I got to dig in. Fourth guard. I got to dig into it a little bit more. But tonight, yeah. page is a okay. Could be there. Well, let's move on to Illinois. We're gonna go with Northwestern. Uh, crashing the boards. Illinois, Austin. This is the game of the year for them. They have to win. So does Northwestern, I mean, like, though. Okay, none North of these teams West have to win. win, but I'm telling you, Illinois is going to be fired up. They have no uh, wins in conference. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're going to come out and beat Northwestern. I think Northwestern is also going to be fired up, but it's not an easy game. Like, has Illinois, the court's going to be of their colors. That's <laughs> a good point. That's, That's a good point. point. He's bouncing back. He's bouncing back. <laughs> Like, has Illinois been fired up for any game this year? Yeah, they came out to Fired up Ohio for the State. first quarter against Ohio State, as yeah, Ari said. that more to Ohio State was in Champaign on the Tuesday night. Alex Wittenger scored 30 expect. points. Tell, telling me that they were champagne and campaigning uh, in Champagne. Yeah, absolutely. Ohio I State don't know is, how much there's to do. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know how much Ohio State wanted to play that game tonight? About a negative yeah, 6. Yeah, okay. And they still won by All right, eight. well, let's go look the last close performance for Illinois. And it's, uh... Yeah, you gotta dig a little bit. It's a their win versus Austin P. unless you're gonna <laughs> give them their nine-point loss to Wisconsin. I mean, you got a nine-point loss to Wisconsin. There's a nine-point loss, loss to, to Penn State. State. And then... An eight-point loss to Nebraska. And a seven-point loss to Iowa. Like, look... Defensively, is, they're not terrible. This is not a good basketball. Okay, well, let's oh, let's there read you the one, stats. Let's read you the stats. All right, it's not... Uh, worst in the conference at field goal percentage. Worst at free throw attempts. Worst at scoring margin at minus 10 a game. Uh, they're not bad at turnovers. Uh, they take a, a threes in the middle of the conference. They make them towards the bottom end of the conference. Uh, that, did you read field goal percentage already? Field goal percentage is, yeah, I did. It's the worst of the conference at 38% yeah. as a team. That's about all you need to know. Uh, Three-point field goal co- percentage is 30, which is third worst of the conference. Uh <laughs> Alex Wittinger block shots. I yeah. mean, there you go. She's, the, we've so we've previewed her before. We previewed this team before back uh, in January, early January. You know, she's a perfectly fine big in the Big Ten. She's and a then, good player. Yeah, she's, she's a, good a good player. player in this conference. The issue is there's not much. There's else. not much outside of her. Wittinger is is you know the type of player that in a better situation could probably average double double. She's a really good shot blocker. You have to be aware of her in the post. The issue for Illinois is. Brandy Beasley is is an average point guard. She's Allie really Andrews, in a, she's a really inefficient scorer. Allie Andrews like can shoot the three and not much else. Petra Holashinska is a sharpshooter who shoots under thirty percent from behind the arc. 
Kennedy Cattenhead is is look. This is just not a good team. There's, there's yeah, no. Way I mean, it's a, they're the worst team. Game. They're the worst team of the Big Ten. The stats are North not going is, to be pretty. Is definitely favored in this game, and I think they'll win this game. Uh, it's a rough year for Illinois. I get your point that Illinois has this circle. This hey, no, this I'm is not. Say, I didn't game. say that Illinois was going to come no, really no. play any better, but you said that this is a big game for them. I, I get think that. it is a big game for them. But this is just a team that even when they play hard is not very good. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a game where Northwestern needs to get it going offensively. Because yeah. obviously Northwestern's calling card, the way they've kind of hung around, is their defense mm-hmm. has been pretty solid for most of Big Ten play. This is not a game they want to play a defensive slugfest in because that's how Illinois hangs around by six, gets close to the final quarter, and makes things interesting. Northwestern's offense needs to step on the gas pedal from the start here, really take advantage. Kadayak Pata inside on the post. Pulliam and Hamilton being See, that's, in- that's actually interesting. Because Whittinger's a type of yeah. player that could kind of hang with Kadayak Pata. Is, is one of the few players in this conference that can defend Kadayak Pata. I think it's the perimeter here for Northwestern, and that's what you're going to look at. I think this guys. is also a big game for Abby Shine. Yeah. She's kind of, you know... Had moments. Had some moments, but also, I think, struggled in the last stretch. She's had some good moments earlier in the season. And you know who led Northwestern in scoring in Champaign earlier this year? Abby Scheid. Abby Scheid, 20 points on 7. They don't, I don't think they have a player that can guard no. her. Palace also went 16-16 and 16 in that game, so, you know. It's uh, free Palace, I guess. Look, this is a winnable game for Northwestern. This should be a win for Northwestern. It's going to be a win for Northwestern. Illinois. Are, are, are you got something to, to share? <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this name. Which one? The Greek one. Oh, does she play? I don't know. I think she hasn't played this but, season. Oh. All right, all right. Well, that's fine then. Yeah, well, it's Nancy. Wow, that is a big name. Panagia Tapalo on Lord. How do you fit that on a spot chart? We'll How do you fit that on a Nancy. jersey? That's a lot. Hey, Nancy. Jeez, wow, that's pretty. That's did you like do the full circle around the number? <laughs> you might have to. Yeah, look it up. Number 21 in Illinois. We'll chat. We'll chat. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there on Sunday. I'll let you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. Let's hear your predictions for Sunday, guys. Uh, I think Northwestern's going to win this game by 12. Illinois is not going to win a Big Ten game this year. Yeah, well. Northwestern wins, low-scoring game, but they pull it out yeah. pretty easily. Again, Illinois is not good. Illinois is, wow, that was a great sound for our listeners on the podcast. Those are my new boots. I'm sure they really appreciated hearing that right in their headphones. Yeah, well, I'll just job. edit it. I'll just edit it. Uh, it's kind of funny to just leave it in now. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we will. We'll see. We'll that see. type of we'll podcast. Uh, Let's close here with some Big Ten no, no, talk. Can I, can oh, I say, no, no, no. Okay. one more yeah, yeah, sure, sure, to sure. Okay. They're going to go 0-16. They're going to run into Penn State in the first day of the Big Ten tournament, and they're going to lose by 16. Yeah. They're going to go 0-17 this year. Yeah, that's real. Thanks that's for real. trying. It's a program that has some issues, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, that's for later. Uh, women's Basketball Podcast. After Dark. After Dark. Yeah. Uh, let's close up here with some Big Ten talk. Uh, you know, I think the best way to frame this, given where we are in the season, is checking in on the bid situation for the NCAA yeah. tournament. And I think Nebraska-Austin has done enough. I think they've done enough because, look, Michigan and Iowa, you think they're in the tournament. And then Maryland Ohio State obviously Michigan is 100% in. Iowa, I'm less convinced. So Iowa's a bubble team. But that means Nebraska and Minnesota have done better than them. Now, obviously, their non-con so is not nearly as here's good. My, here's my... Nebraska's on the first four out by Charlie Cream. Okay. Well, oh. We can chat about Charlie Cream and his bracketology uh, opinions later. Here's my issue with Nebraska. It's that computer number. It's only at 66 Which right is now. not That's high enough. not high enough. You look at the non-conference and you said it. They There's well. absolutely nothing to hang your hat on. And beyond that, you've got a loss to RPI 143 Clemson that is not great and a loss to RPI 87 Washington State that you really would love not to have. The Buffalo loss doesn't look very good. Buffalo has a top 20 RPI. That's fine. 
but there's also not there's only one top 100 RPI win there that's at Drake in a game Which that they had to go a lot over. over. I mean, it's they fine. have some good they opportunities. Did, they didn't down get the enough scalps of the Big Ten, but they can, you look though. at but you look at what that's they what have Ari left. Said. As yeah. Ari said, go ahead and let them know what they've got. So it's at Michigan State tomorrow night, Saturday at Indiana, home against Penn State, and at Maryland. Home against Penn State has to be a win, but I think you've got to be. I think you got to be Michigan State, Indiana on the road. Got to be three to, and to one. Make, three and one to make the yep. NCAA tournament. Then you probably need. You need to do something at the Big Ten tournament yeah. too. I don't know where. Just a, exactly. a top one hundred win. That's yeah. what you need. I don't know where they'll they'll probably end up with a double buy at the Big Ten tournament. So that means that first so game well. will be a little bit. It will kind of be a no lose proposition for them. I mean, they yeah. have some good wins. Blowout sure. to Iowa. Sure, they yeah. swept Iowa. That's really nice, That's especially if you get head to head Rutgers up against win them. Isn't as good. See, the, here's the problem. Earlier this podcast, you might remember Rutgers. We were really happy about, really jazzed up about them entering conference play, and they hit the gauntlet, Austin. But, that we talked about, and they have, and they have, and there's no doubt about that. Their RPI is still 26th in the country. Which that is computer insane. number is stacked because they played a really good non-conference. So, so Austin, riddle me this. Yep. You know they're six and seven. Yep. You get up to above 500 in conference play. Is there a sniff for them or they're no Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Their RPI so. is 26th. It's hard to keep out a team with a top 30 RPI. You look at the final four games for Rutgers. They host Maryland. That's a tough proposition, but if you could somehow pick that off, you're looking good. They go they, to Wisconsin. They lost That's that game. Absolutely. Oh, it was just today? Oh, did that happen? Yeah, 72 to 54. Oh, oh well. man. Oh, well, they did lose that game. I'm sorry. They only have three left. I was reading my schedule wrong. You're completely right. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. No problem. You go to Wisconsin. That's a must win. You go to Northwestern. That's a must win. You host Iowa. You probably want to pick that one off. But look what they did in non-conference. You have a top 25 RPI win against NC State, a top 30 RPI win against Virginia, a top 35 RPI win against Princeton, and then you go to the Big Ten. They've got a couple of nice wins there. Not a ton of great scouts in the Big Ten, but really no bad losses. Yeah. I don't believe this team. They do not have a, a sub-100 RPI loss. That's what they're going to hang their hat That's on. That's why their RPI is so they high. probably need to go 3-0 and to close the year. 2-1 and in a run in the Big Ten tournament could get them in. But they're going to be a really interesting test yeah. case this year. <coughs> so, Minnesota, 19-6. and Their non-conference, is it as good? Is it the Nebraska level of non-conference? Yep. Here's the thing with all these teams. I just can't imagine the Big Ten getting more than five bids. Five bids for me. Six or For me, all right, you've got – You have four lo- or three locked-up bids. Yep. Three locked-up bids. Maryland, then, Ohio State, Michigan. And then Iowa is the best team yep. next, which would be your fourth bid. Yep. But Nebraska has the best resume next. Iowa, Nebraska are on the bubble. And then Minnesota, Minnesota Purdue. Rutger, Purdue are – Right on the bubble, yeah. probably outside. And Indiana in. is still breathing. No, no. Indiana's I mean, they, gotta win. They're fourteen, twelve. That twelve loss. I, I know the computer number is not that bad, but Indiana needs to win out in the regular season and probably make the Big Ten tournament final team. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why they're they're on their last breath. They're probably out. Like ninety nine percent. Like we're thinking about pulling the plug. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Look, we're having some family deliberations. Yeah, absolutely. Getting things got in that order. Got dark really quick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving back to. You know, the teams that we're still looking at. Chat about the Ghosts. How, how, how do you feel about the Ghosts? Do you think they can pull it off? I don't know about the Big Ten's getting right. a team like Minnesota in. Yeah, RPI of 48. That's a number that's right on that bubble cut line. The issue, they did nothing to help themselves in non-conference, and they did some things to hurt themselves. They lost at North Carolina, RPI 103. All right, that's fine. But they lost at San Diego, RPI 200. Not great, you can't Ghosts. Really Not that. what you're looking for. In the Big Ten, uh, 
They beat Iowa once. That's a top 25 RPI win. You've got a couple of wins that are right around RPI 50. Minnesota, they still have a chance. They play Maryland. They play Michigan. Indiana and Illinois, they probably need to go they, 4-0 in the regular season, and they probably would maybe even need to pick off Maryland Ohio State again in the Big Ten tournament. It's tough. You think it's that dire? The what, if they beat, not, what if they, if they have wins over Michigan and Maryland? Oh, no. They can't but lose it, at San no, Diego. No, no, no. They can't lose the other two. They have to beat the non-Michigan-Maryland teams left, and they need one of those. I think if they lose to Maryland but win the other three, they've got a shout. I think you need two more top 50 wins. If those come... In so that maybe Michigan, you need another one of the Big Ten Right. Tournament. If that's Michigan-Maryland and you sweep the regular season, we can chat. Or if that's beat one of them the regular season and pick off another one in the Big Ten tournament, maybe. But it's tough for Minnesota. I know the computer number is not that bad, but you just you get into looking at the profile, and it's just not great. Yeah. Especially... With that loss at San Diego, they lost that game by three points. Yeah. You'd really love to have that game back yeah. right it's, now. It's it's weird. Stars. Rutgers is where they are in the conference standings. They have, I think, a better shot Absolutely. than uh, I would agree with you. 100% Minnesota and Purdue. Do we talk about Purdue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me I mean, I think they they are, they still got a puncher's chance, but it's and the Purdue. So you can never count them out. But they just lost to Indiana in what was unquestionably the ugliest game played in the Big Ten this year. Low scoring Ooh. slugfest, fifty two forty four. RPI's at 45. That's fine. They've beaten Rutgers and Iowa. They won at Iowa. They won at Michigan. There's just not a ton in the non-conference that you, you feel I think the about. way the Big Ten is as a conference that Purdue, I think, is pretty much out. If yeah. Indiana, I mean, the thing with Purdue is they still go their next two games at Maryland, at Ohio State. That's not great, and you're probably not going to win those. But if you win those, you give yourself a chance. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> you're hearing Maryland on all these teams' schedules. Maryland kind of playing the middle class of the Big Ten. I don't know if Maryland's going to drop many of these. No, games. they're not going to. Yeah. I mean, they're eleven. Like we, and talk, one we talk about reason. it, but Maryland's going to play all these teams yeah. and steamroll. They've won. They've lost four Big Ten games in four years. Like, yeah. They're probably not losing. Yeah, probably, not. but they represent an opportunity. Uh, Maryland is by far the best chance for the Big Ten. I think to have a sustained run in the NCAA tournament. Look, could they make the Elite Eight? They could. That's, I think, um, their ceiling. They're not as good as, as Maryland teams in years past. They're missing Shatori Walker, Kimbrough. I mean, absolutely. Anybody would. They're missing Brianna Jones. Like, anytime yeah. you have somebody who can shoot 70% from the field and then rebound 50% of their misses, it's a pretty good piece. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, look, like, come on. I've seen this story before. <laughs> I've watched this movie. <laughs> I know, know how it happens. Ohio State scores a lot of points. They don't win the Big Ten tournament. They get to the NCAA tournament. Uh-oh. Here comes a decent little mid-major team in round two. Buckeyes don't choose to play defense, and they're going home early. Or they get to the Sweet 16 and play an actual team and just get blown out. Like, I've seen this before. This is a bad loss to South Florida. South Florida's a good team. It's a tough road game, but, I mean, they got throttled. Yeah, yeah that, that's it was bo- pretty peak Ohio State. That How many points South Florida score? Uh, 84-65. Yeah, 84. I'm pretty sure South Florida <coughs> had, like, 30 in the first quarter, like, Come on, I can't remember the, the girl's Just name. Just forty once. And the Ohio State loss to Maryland shows you what they do against the top. Yeah, they, they've tiers. done this consistently for years. They've they just they have their ceiling. Their ceiling is a top fifteen team. They go and play good teams, and it just doesn't go well. I mean, they beat Stanford this year, um, but they lost to Louisville in a game that was closer than I think I expected it to be. But like, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm sorry. I've seen yeah, it before. Not feel great about the Buckeyes. Uh, any closing thoughts here for the rest of the Big Ten? I look forward to breaking down a couple wins next week. I think so. I think, think Northwestern has to be the one. Northwestern right. feeling two and zero, two and zero. I mean, Illinois is bad, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I've seen this team play. 
Well, that, thanks, guys. Ari, Levin, Austin Miller. Really appreciate you guys coming on at this late hour. I'm Evan Malik, the host of Crash to the Boards. We'll be back next week. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday night uh, to some women's basketball against Penn State and then Sunday at home against Illinois. Again, thanks for listening. This has been Crash to the Boards.